What's good, defenders, and welcome. It's the night before a match, so you know what this is. It's time for one more sleep here in front of the semi-famous scarf wall. It's the scarf. J.R. Liebert coming to you live from Lawndale, California, and Philly, my friend. We are down to the final four. Final four. Final four, indeed. And these are those moments where, obviously, despite whatever the outcome is, be in your fields. But these are the times to actually appreciate your visits to BMO because they're going to be very limited and then few and far in between once the season's done. We are at that home stretch. Two more regular seasons to go, two more regular season games to go before playoffs. And Lord only knows where we're going to be in playoffs. But speaking of playoffs, if we win tomorrow, one thing we could should say assuredly is that we will be in the playoffs. And I kind of like our chances against RSL, considering they are a team that come tomorrow will have not scored a goal on us in 421 days. Listen, they are a team that we have used as our personal punching bag twice already this season. We plan to do it again. Final four matches, people. This is it. And it is there's no reason to me where LAFC should not be favored in all four of these matches. Minnesota, Vancouver, Austin, and tomorrow are toughest test of the four. Real Salt Lake, because they are also jockeying for playoff position. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, Philly, if they beat us tomorrow, which isn't going to happen, but if they beat us tomorrow, don't they jump us in the uh, playoff standings? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're very tight. I mean, this entire Western Conference is very freaking packed. Uh, other than St. Louis that has a little bit of space, it's still anybody's ball game. And obviously, we'd love to finish, everybody would love to finish within the top four because that assures you the home field advantage in this best of three scenario. And as far as our season's concerned, considering we've only had three wins on the road all season, we are better off competing at home three wins all year on the road it's awful rsl if there's anything we could say about them is they're a much better road team than we are with a record of six five and three yeah and listen as we are recording this houston and seattle are both in action and they can both jump us with wins today so that match tomorrow may loom even larger on the horizon look I'm just saying we're going to have to finish with four wins to be able to secure ourselves a top four berth. That's how good I think, and that's how clustered I think the Western Conference has been, at least to me. We'll see what you guys all think out there in Defenders Nation. Caitlin O'Brien, what's up, Kate? Uh, so listen, here's the deal. We got four matches to go, Philly. We've got two more home matches starting tomorrow. There's going to be new scarves in the building. And there's going to be a Carlos Vela bobblehead given out to the first 10,000 people. Get your line ready over on OfferUp and everywhere else where you guys want to pick one up because they are going to be a hot commodity. The only thing I hope I don't see tomorrow are people walking out with like a bag of 12 of those things. I mean, look, if you've got 12 different accounts that you're picking up for, sure-ish, but come on, they're only giving away 10,000. How many do you need? No, I hear you. When there, when we did have Hello Kitty night back in 2019, I distinctly remember people walking all over Founders Club looking for rogue Hello Kitties. I think I saw somebody roll out there with like a handful of them. Yeah, just like wow, really. And then you start seeing what they fetched for on eBay, and it was it was just jaw dropping. I never, re I learned right then and there 
what kind of a market Hello Kitty has. It's it, it's quite wild. But yeah, man, finally that bobblehead's coming through. Shout out to the account on Twitter. God, I'm forgetting exactly. Mauricio, I believe it was, who had been pining for a Carlos Vela yep. bobblehead for yep. so long, finally got it. And there's only our second bobblehead. I'm looking at the first one, and that would be Bob Bradley. But our buddy Craig um, over in the UK mentioned this is the most anticipated promotional giveaway, perhaps. But I still like that MLS Cup mini replica that we got a little bit more than I will like that Carlos Vela bobblehead. Could it be they're doing a Carlos head bobble night because it's going to be the last couple of games that we see him as a designated player or perhaps as a member of LAFC? I don't know. Stay tuned. By the way, nice hat. I didn't compliment you on your hat. I like your hat. Uh, I, I think you. you're you're absolutely right, Philly. I think it could be nervous time for all of the Carlos Vela faithful out there. Not sure if he will be back, but we'll see. Either way, I completely agree, Philly. The most anticipated. And I felt bad uh, if it is Mauricio out there. I, I knew about this, actually, a while back. You and I, uh, we, we talked, actually, maybe we didn't talk about it. I don't know. I I knew about it a while back, and I couldn't tell Mauricio that it was happening, but very excited for the Carlos Vela bobblehead. Phil, you know what I'm more excited about? Three points tomorrow against Real Salt Lake. Let's get into it. Why not? Let's talk about our players to watch. And look, I've got to watch this one particular player on LAFC for a reason. I'll get to that in just a minute. But there's a guy on Real Salt Lake who just seems to show up Every single time he plays against us, even if he doesn't really get that much run, Demir Krylock just seems to be that guy. And look, I don't know if it's going to be his day or not tomorrow, but I can tell you that if there's one player that we need to watch tomorrow who knows how to score against us, it's definitely Demir. Now, Kike Oliveira, my friend. You are incredible with the ball at your feet. The moves you can make, the dribble, the sizzle, the flash. It's absolutely incredible. But if anybody had a look from that sideline view of Kike Oliveira when he absolutely cooked his defender and then put the ball somewhere near that little corner in between the end of the north end and the beginning of the east end, The goal was yards away from where Kike Oliveira was shooting. Until he gets to the 18, Kike Oliveira might be the most exciting player to watch in MLS, not named Lionel Messi. And then when he gets into the 18, lately it's been avert your eyes because it is going to get ugly. Kike, we need you to slow things down a little bit, bud. We need you to put a shot near or on target. And I think as soon as you do, you're going to start to see the confidence build in Kike Oliveira. And I think tomorrow could be his breakout game. I'm hoping he finds the net a couple of times. As are we all, because we don't have anybody that can consistently score. And that's been a plague all season long. If it's not Denny, we're kind of cooked. So it'd be nice to have somebody new that we signed in because, well, all the new guys that we have signed, there's been some, you know, interesting moments from all of them, but they haven't been exactly been the gangbusters that we all would have anticipated. Uh, as far as my players to watch, and uh, I mean, I don't know what his status is exactly because I know there is a rumor that he's being linked to Palmeiras, but um, I mean, look, 
Jefferson Savarino's uh, is linked to Palmieras. Whether or not he's going to be competing against LAFC is is beyond me. But I will tell you this. Actually, who I really wanted to put, and I don't even know why Savarino's in there. I really wanted to put Chicho Arango because what he's done in the 657 minutes as a member of RSL is quite quite outstanding. Five goals and one assist in limited playing time. Overall competitions, he's in their top three for scores uh, all season long, which is wild, considering he started out the season in Liga Amekis with Pachuca, where, by the way, in the 10 or so matches that he played, and he still managed to find the back of the net on a half a couple occasions. And I don't even care if it was as a result of PKs. He still did his thing. He's going to come home for the second time around, and he's going to want to come and actually produce. Because last time that he came in with RSL and Leagues Cup, they put up a goose egg and we smoked them. The Harcel hasn't scored on us since August 4th in 2022. And if they're going to have any shot in hell at scoring on us, it's going to come by way of Chicho, Chicho Arango. So obviously keep your eyes on him. Jefferson Savarino does lead the team in goals and he is uh, number two in assists, but we'll see what the story is with him. And I don't know if I just didn't bother doing my research, but I know he's linked to Palmieras. As far as LAFC is concerned, look, I said it earlier, nobody scores on this freaking team lately other than Denis Bowanga. So how, uh, who else am I going to pick to be that player to watch for LAFC? Because we go by way of the Gabonese uh, go-getter. We'll call him that right now. I couldn't think of any fun, uh, illustrate not illustrations. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, starts with an I alliterations. Thank you. There you go. There we go. So if Danny doesn't score, we're cooked. So after he got cheated by uh, Drew Fisher and Drew Fisher, now we all know who you are. We'll put you right up there with Penso and Uncle in our list of referees that we despise. He's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Guy's going to want a ball. He's going to want to get out there and score goals. He's no longer number tied for first place with the golden boot. He is one shy of Hani Mukhtar. Um, uh, um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting the kid's name over in... In Atlanta, Yakomakis, Jesus Christ. And then what? Lucio Acosta, I think, it just put up a 15th as well. So Denny's one shy of them. So love to see him get in there. That's my players to watch. You just went mute on me, brother. Scarfy. Hello. Scarfy? Can anybody hear the scarf? Does anybody hear the scarf? Does anybody hear me? Can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. That was the weirdest thing ever. I have no idea what happened. The the thing right here just turned off. Anyways, uh, two things. One, they say the memory Philly is the second thing to go. And, and number two, alliteration. What's the third? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, alliteration starts with an A, my friend. So uh, there's that. Oh, well, all right. Well, clearly I'm not going to win, win any contest for spelling. That's for sure. All right. People must think that I'm a little special if they're reading my keys to the match right now. Sorry about our little technical difficulties there. LAFC needs to do two things tomorrow in order to continue their upwards ascent into the playoffs. Maybe begin their upwards ascent into the playoffs. Things have not been upwards for quite some time. We have not scored in 296 minutes. First thing we need to do is to continue the trend, and that's the trend against Real Salt Lake this season. We have been absolutely brutal to Real Salt Lake. I believe we're up on aggregate 7 nothing. Is that right in the two matches that we yep, have played? that is correct. Four goals we, and three. 
We have absolutely destroyed Real Salt Lake, and that was before Chicho Arango, and that was after Chicho Arango. In fact, dare I say, they looked less offensively potent with Chicho Arango against us, and that's no slight on Chicho, but they have looked less offensively potent against us with him than they did without him. We have to continue the trend of ownership of Real Salt Lake. We do not need anything to differ this third time. Third time cannot be a charm for Real Salt Lake as they take uh, take us on at BMO Stadium. But then we need to buck the trend. 296 minutes, y'all. 84th minute against the Carson Galaxy. Timothy Tillman scored a goal. And that was the last time. Ball met back of the net in open play for LAFC. Yeah, I know. We took four PKs and scored two of those. Anybody taking solace in that fact? Nope. So we need to buck the trend of this ridiculously impotent offense that we have had over the last three matches. Sure, the defense has been spectacular. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Philly and his keys to the game talk something about the defense. I don't know. I don't know what his keys to the game are. I know that he put one player down and got to talk about another player during players to watch. But I just put trend twice. Continue the trend and buck the trend. We got to score, people. I almost put, I almost put their keeper, Zach McMath. Is it still Zach McMath or is it the young kid who's starting now? It doesn't matter. I almost put them as my player to watch because I think we're going to have to watch out for their personal safety tomorrow. I'm predicting 14 to 20 shots, uh, not on target, but 14 to 20 shots and at least half of those on target tomorrow against Real Salt Lake. So continue the trend of beatdowns and buck the trend of this impotent offense and zeros on the offensive score sheet. Zach McMath did get the start in RSL's last match against Vancouver just a couple of days ago, so he's still a factor. And uh, what we've gathered from this podcast thus far, based on age, we have memory loss and impotence. This is this is going <laughs> very very well, if you if you ask me. As like far it. as my trend or keys to the game for that matter, dude, it's it's so simple. For the love of insert your deity right there, score, freaking score. I'll say this, defensively, we've looked very solid. In fact, more solid than we've looked in a very long time. Maxime Crippo has had himself three clean sheets in four matches. But the problem is that in all competitions this year, we have failed to score on 12 different game occasions. 12 different occasions. If you look at the last five seasons, over five seasons, we had that predicament on 19 occasions. This season alone is 12. And it goes back into what I was saying earlier. If Denny doesn't score, we are screwed. We're really screwed. Carlos has been MIA for a couple of games now. And so I don't know what's in the captain's mind, but obviously I hope something as we're getting to the end of the season. And it would only be fitting for the captain on his bobblehead night to have a very big game. But I'm still thinking Denny is going to do his thing. But we have to freaking score. We can be great for two-thirds of the game or two-thirds of the pitch. If we can't score in the final third, who gives a hoot? We need to score. I don't care who it comes from. I'd prefer it to come from somebody other than the people that we have designed to constantly score. For the love of God, somebody other than Denny and Carlos score a goal. If it's Oliveira, yes, anybody. If we're going to have any kind of a run in postseason, we need to be better at executing in the final third, and we need more offensive threats. Ruben Rios thinks it's going to be Ryan Hollingshead. I like it. And by the way, I agree. I agree with Ruben. Shit. I mean, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Philly's also Extreme got Extreme close-up. I, I agree with Ruben as well. Uh, the, can we get a number 24 Ryan Hollingshead kit for sale yeah. in the store? I mean, come on, people. We got to get a Ryan Hollingshead kit in the store. All uh, right. Free so beer, this- uh, beer on me, Scarf, if you could tell me who was the last player to wear 24. Uh, Mark Anthony K in a photo shoot once, actually. Funny story about that. Uh, the last player, oh, man, other than him to wear 24. I was just thinking about Five, my score prediction right four, now. Four, three, two, one. Nope. Lee Wynn. Lee Wynn. Oh, my goodness. I miss Lee Wynn. Current uh, assistant coach for one of the NWSL teams because I was yeah, screwed up. You're better off not naming which one. I, I, Kansas City Current, right? Did I get that one? Right? I think I got it I, wrong. I'm just going to let you stew in it. I love it. I get it wrong. Like I'm not going to say anything. I don't even know anymore. All right. So this is where you get to find out if I am going to be cautious, cautiously optimistic or optimistic about our chances over these final four games, folks. It's our score predictions and throw mine up there now, Philly, so that everybody can see hell's yeah. This is where LAFC begins their ascent. We will figure it out at BMO. We will figure it out against Real Salt Lake, and we will figure it out in these final four matches. I am saying right now that after their third opportunity to play for a trophy and lose this season, all of the cobwebs are clear. All of the clouds have now parted. All of the clutter is gone. There is only one thing that we have left to focus on this season, and it's not Supporters' Shield. It's not Champions League. It's not Open Cup, Leagues Cup, Campeones Cup, or any other cup other than MLS Cup. We got four playoff games starting tomorrow before we have four, five, six, I don't know how many playoff games to win MLS Cup starting after that. So potentially, what, nine or ten games left in our season? And every single one of these, every single one, is a must-win elimination match as far as LAFC should be concerned. Yes, I know we haven't scored in 296 minutes. This team does remind me a lot. I want to say it was that 04 Lakers team, that 04 Lakers team, where they had old Carl Malone, and and was it Gary Payton and a couple of other guys? And we were just like, no, 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 just wait. They're going to turn it on come playoff time. And playoff time started, and they didn't at all turn it on. They looked just like they did in the regular season. So I'm a little nervous that I'm asking us to turn it on for these final four matches, but it's not quite playoff time yet, but we have to think about it like it will be three flipping nothing. What's certainly over is our uh, grasp of that supporter shield, because if the result stands and FC Cincinnati walks away with this three, two victory against Toronto, they will officially clinch the top spot in the East and they yep. will officially clinch the supporter shield. So here, one last look for this, uh, this regular season right here. Well, it's been nice. We've held you twice. Uh, I even was lucky enough to have the supporter shield in my house. Shout out my good friend, Jonathan Reimer, good friend of the pod, but yeah, we could kiss that sucker. Goodbye. As far as what I think tomorrow LAFC likes to make our lives interesting as of late. So while I mentioned it'll be four, it was 421 days since RSL last scored a goal on us August 4th last year, I do think they're going to score first. 
in the game tomorrow. And at that point, I think the switch will be flipped and LAFC will decide to kick things into gear finally. Like you said, we hadn't scored a goal since that 4-2 ass-whooping of the Cosmonauts down the 110 in Carson. They're, they, if they don't have the intestinal fortitude to give it their all, this in the past, this has to be it. And I think that switch will get flipped once RSL finds the back of the net. And then from there, LAFC is just going to open up the floodgates, putting in three past Zach McMath. And I am sorry, I certainly think that Denny Bowanga is going to contribute to that. I'd like to see him go out there and win that golden boot for us to finish in the top four with a home playoff spot. And for Denny Bowanga to, at this point, finish with the golden boot. I will consider that a success for how this season is run. Yeah, look, we got a lot of people talking about, like David is is in our chat right now, talking about what we need to do uh, for CONCACAF, for the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Triple C uh, this time around. Yeah, in uh, 2024. Look, I, we just need to handle our business. We need to handle our business. I'm not worried about what other teams are doing right now. What I'm worried about is LAFC scoring. So Philly's got 3-1. I've got 3-0. Pretty optimistic for the two of us. We want to know what you guys think. Hit us up on social media at Defenders of the Bank on most platforms and at Defend the Bank on X. Uh, so uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. We'll see you guys tomorrow. There's Fan Fest. There's scarves. There's bobbleheads. There's there's all kinds of fun stuff going on out there tomorrow, Philly. Anything else that you want to talk about before we get out of here? Just for those who are just joining us right now, I just wanted to reiterate. Tomorrow's the last regular season tailgate, the last legit tailgate that we're going to have. So uh, if you like fun, which I'm sure you do, come to the tailgate. If you don't know where to go, come hang out at our tent. If you're there 90 minutes uh, before kickoff, though, we won't be because we'll be in the building. So just saying that to you right there. Enjoy these moments. Two more home games during the regular season. And, well, we'll know what our fate is come decision day when we go over to Bad Carpet Place in Vancouver, British Columbia. So be in all your feels for whatever the outcome is tomorrow, but make sure you take the walk around BMO. You, you take the sniffs around the air. You have that, that meal or you go to King Hawaii and don't put anything off that you wanted to all season long. Enjoy it. Cause our time is limited at that stadium one way or another. We don't have that many more matches. So enjoy yourselves tomorrow and get a Dole whip. If we still have that. I don't Dole know. Whip. Do we Dole whip. Dole whip. Dole whip. We, got, we got cool outro. Yeah. Let's play it. Cool. Bye.